Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled and delighted that you're watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. If you're like me, I love good news. I don't like dark movies. I like victory. I like success. I like a good outcome. I love encouraging testimonies. And I want to share one with you today. So, and this is like super hot off the press and really encouraging. So one of our partners was struggling financially and it was just, you know, hit after hit after hit. So car problems, uh, house problems, you know, like air conditioning. I mean, just like, it, it seems like when it rains, it pours, right? And you just have all these bills come in that you didn't expect and anticipate. And so she's struggling with all this financial challenges and not just not enough money <laughs> to match the month. And so she called for prayer and we prayed for her. And shortly after receiving prayer, she received a, a huge, huge encouragement that the school where her son was attending was going to give him a full ride scholarship, no tuition for the whole year. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful testimony. I just want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. You might have financial needs and difficulties and challenges, and we know that God can help you with that, either through financial breakthroughs, through tremendous wisdom and self-discipline, or through some supernatural miracles like the bills, bills suddenly don't, don't have the same deadlines for that. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We love to pray for you. And of course, partners, we love you. We appreciate you. You're so vital and critical to this ministry. Thank you for helping us to cover the earth with the word. Now, in just a few moments, we're going to be joining a teaching that I've done. Oh, my goodness. I love this teaching. This teaching, I'll call this is Save Your Fork. You're like, what does that mean, Save Your Fork? Well, if you've ever been to somebody's house, usually when they tell you to save your fork, that means the best is yet to come, so maybe dessert is right around the corner. Oh, my goodness. We are so totally, totally pumped because we want you to come with us to these two countries. I'm serious. You need to just... Hold your breath a second. Italy and Israel. Oh my goodness. We're going to Italy and Israel, Mom. It's going to be phenomenal, and you don't want to miss it. We get to do all kinds of ministry times, prayer walking. We get to do a worship service on the Sea of Galilee. Who gets to do that? And what else are we doing, Mom? Well, I tell you, we will see Masada. Masada, I think, is an experience. And also the upper room, the garden tomb, we're going to take communion. Is that awesome? And in Italy, oh, we will go to Venice, my favorite city. We will go to the Vatican, and we have a day trip to Florence. Oh, I want you to go with me. These are places I have been many times, but I'm going to tell you, they are also my favorite. And I want you to go with me to my favorite places. Thank you so much for watching. I'm really excited to, to talk with you today, but also to give you some really powerful encouragement and really something very helpful from God for you today in your daily living. And when you think about food, how many of you would prefer to eat dessert first? Right? <laughs> it's kind of fun. Well, you might say, well, it depends on what the dessert is. But if you had your favorite dessert, and whatever that could be, it might be German chocolate cake, it might be volcano, like that lava chocolate thingy, or it might be strawberry shortcake, might be pecan pie, could be all kinds of stuff. But if you think about your favorite dessert, if you were offered that at dinner time and said, hey, you could eat this first or you could eat your meal first. If you're like me, I would probably want to start with dessert first because <laughs> we like to have, get everything good right out of the gate. But I find it really interesting. 
In Luke 24, verse 49, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's risen from the dead. And, you know, he's gone through Gethsemane, gone through the crucifixion, all that stuff. And Jesus tells them in verse 49, Luke 24, wait, hang out in Jerusalem until, until you be clothed with power. So there's this idea of anticipation. And I make this connection, this correlation, because a lot of times if we have a meal, um, sometimes we save space because we know dessert's coming. Like we're anticipating it. There's a <gasps> looking forward to it, so I don't want to fill up on all of this when I know dessert is coming. And I think sometimes Jesus is kind of setting that up for his disciples. Hey, listen, the best is yet to come. We've got dessert coming. And I think that's really interesting for us to think about that because you might be in your life today thinking, whew, I don't think the best is coming. Maybe you've had like a sequence, like just an ongoing, like recent history or even decades worth of, of bad things. It seems like it's just been bad to bad to bad to bad to bad. And some of you watching right now, you're just kind of hunkered down, anticipating more bad. But I just want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website, let us pray for you. We love to pray for you because I know that God has a good future for you. God has good things coming. The best is yet to come. And I think the disciples, when they heard Jesus say, wait in Jerusalem, there's this anticipation. I, I can just imagine if I was in their shoes and I thought, wow, you know, I just went through two to three years of walking with Jesus, saw pff, amazing miracles, right? I mean, the dead were raised, the blind could see, the lame could walk, deaf could hear. I mean, all kinds of miracles plus phenomenal teaching. I mean, just turn your life upside down. But then you go through Gethsemane. Like that was a kind of a low point. The crucifixion was the bottom fell out. And then he's risen from the dead. <laughs> that kind of came out of nowhere, even though he told them that ahead of time. But he tells them the best is yet to come. Wait until you receive power. And he sets up this anticipation. There's this sense of wait until there's something coming. There's something good coming. And when he does that, I appreciate that these guys and these women had just been through a pretty horrendous ordeal, but Jesus had also coached them, and he had coached them pointing towards Holy Spirit coming. Now, we look at the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, and we look at Pentecost, and a lot of times we think, well, that's, that's when Holy Spirit came. But in reality, in John 20, 22, Jesus, after he's risen from the dead, breathed on his disciples and said, receive Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit came on the disciples before the day of Pentecost. There's a demonstration for sure. But I really want us to think about Holy Spirit for us today. Because you might be listening and thinking, you know, I, I, I've heard of Trinity. And you might be thinking, well, I know God the Father. All of us have a father, an earthly father, whether he's good, bad, neutral, absent. We all are familiar with the idea of a father. And Jesus is not difficult, in my opinion, for us to kind of get our heads around. Came in the flesh, you know, lived among us 30 plus years. Um, we read about him. You go visit Israel and see where he lived. You can visit sights and sounds, really powerful experience. But when we talk about the third person of the Trinity, Holy Spirit, Spirit automatically has this really kind of woo, ethereal, cloudy, misty, non-concrete, non-concrete sense to this person. And so... I want to talk about that because if we're anticipating Holy Spirit, what, how do we anticipate? 
How do we anticipate the best is yet to come? How do we anticipate some cloudy, misty existence being an upgrade, being better? And I want to speak to you about that. And for some of you watching, you might have grown up in, in church or had some theology, biblical training that kind of made you hesitant, reluctant, or fearful, or just kind of dismissive of Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you today to hop on the phone, get on the website. I have this powerful booklet called Save Your Fork. And this is a phenomenal resource to help kind of give you a very concise succinct uh, insight into who Holy Spirit is. All Bible-based, of course, and it will help you kind of look and start to anticipate who is Holy Spirit. Because when we talk about Holy Spirit being an upgrade, being, and Jesus said that, he said that in John chapters 14, 15, 16, it's better for you that I go away because then Holy Spirit will come. It's better for you. So Jesus is saying Holy Spirit is an improvement to my physical existence. I'm going to go away, and it's way better that you have Holy Spirit in my place. So how is Holy Spirit an upgrade? How is Holy Spirit better than Jesus' physical presence on earth? And you might be watching today and thinking, yeah, I'd be interested to see how does that play out in my life? Well, one of the first things I want you to pay attention to is in John 14, verse 16, Jesus calls Holy Spirit our helper, our advocate our comforter, our counselor. And to know that God, third person of the Trinity, Holy Spirit, is with us as our helper, advocate, counselor, comforter, and never leaves us all the time, no matter where you're at. I find that to be immensely helpful. You might be watching right now, and you might be thinking, you know, I'm really struggling, Sarah. I, have, I'm not, I feel weak. I feel tired. I feel worn down. Life has just kind of crushed me. And I'm, I'm weighted down by all the cares and worries, all the responsibilities that I have, things that I can't solve, just continual problems. And we'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you, that Holy Spirit, you would sense Holy Spirit coming alongside of you to be that comforter, helper, counselor, advocate, to come alongside and to give strength in your heart. But when I also think of, of the best is yet to come with Holy Spirit, and I, and I talk about Savior Fort, best is yet to come, I think about Holy Spirit, and, and I want you to consider that when Jesus talked about Holy Spirit coming on the day of Pentecost, there's this tremendous outpouring, tremendous demonstration of Holy Spirit. You read about it in Acts chapter 2, verses like 1 through 4. Very, very demonstrable expressions, um, demonstration of Holy Spirit. And what happened was, there's 120 people in the upper room. They're all waiting, because this is what Jesus told them to do, wait. They're all waiting in anticipation. And so when you have this sudden outpouring, sudden demonstration, it's very powerful to consider how that really starts to get into the daily life. So Holy Spirit is demonstrated comes on each of the believers, tongues of fire on the head, a brushing mighty wind. Then you have Peter. They all speak in tongues, foreign language. And they all go out into the streets. And it's at the, on Pentecost, which is a Jewish festival. So there's loads of people in Jerusalem at that time for this festival. And all these people, 120 of them, go out into the streets and they're speaking in tongues. And the people who are visiting for this festival hear hear them speaking the glories of God in their native mother languages. 
And what I appreciate about this is one of the things Holy Spirit helps us do is to communicate. Communicate in ways that we don't have natu our natural abilities. And you might be listening today and, th and you might be an individual who struggles with communication. You struggle to have a voice. You struggle to express yourself. You struggle to make an impact with your communication. And we would love to pray for you. I can appreciate that sometimes we get in like an emotional hotspot and it's hard for us to talk, hard for us to communicate. We might find ourselves tongue-tied. Maybe there's such emotional intensity, oh, I just, I can't. And, and I want to encourage you, if you're, you find yourself in that place, Holy Spirit can help you, number one, have a voice, number two, use your voice, and number three, communicate in ways that are constructive, healthy, and helpful. So I want to encourage you, hop on the phone. We would love to pray for you, for Holy Spirit to help you communicate and grab your copy of this booklet, Save Your Fork. It will be a huge, helpful resource for you today. Have you ever found yourself wanting something sweet after a good meal? Something more? For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Save Your Fork, There's More. In this concise booklet by Sarah Bowling, you'll see that the Holy Spirit is much more than a supernatural experience and wants to be personally connected to you. You will learn through her insightful understanding how Pentecost was not a single event, but the beginning of so much more. We will also send you Sarah's book, Heavenly Help, Experiencing the Holy Spirit in Everyday Life. Drawing from Jesus' teachings during the Last Supper and from her own study of the Bible in the original languages, Sarah offers powerful insights for skeptics, new believers, and mature Christians alike. And to complete this encouraging offer, we will send you Sarah's DVD, Praying with Holy Spirit. The valuable resource presents Christ followers with a method to participate in a grand adventure with the Holy Spirit, one that will change your life from the inside out. Call or click today to receive this anointed resource. I'm so glad you're watching today and something that's in my heart I want to minister and speak to you that I feel very 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 compelled very strongly about and this is in relation to Holy Spirit of course I have my powerful booklet here called Save Your Fork hop on the phone get on the website love to get this to you but I was thinking about this and uh, the idea of Save Your Fork is dessert is coming the best is yet to come and I base that off of Luke 24 verse 49 where Jesus says wait he tells his disciples wait in Jerusalem until so there's this anticipation save your fork desserts coming and I want to talk for a brief moment about Holy Spirit because I believe that some of you watching there's there's a probably a pretty wide spectrum of individuals that you're watching right now as it relates to your your perspective on 
Holy Spirit. And when I was growing up, I just want to give you some personal, personal background. When I was growing up, I grew up in a charismatic home. And for me, uh, it was natural and normal to like pray in tongues and have Holy Spirit. And that was just kind of customary. I thought that was everybody, everybody did the praying in tongues thing. You know, it's no big deal. But I remember when I was in sixth grade, I came to a Lutheran school and a really phenomenal Lutheran school. Very, very biblically grounded, super phenomenal. Loved the whole school. But I remember when I walked in there, um, this one of my friends, she's now a longtime friend, she said, she whispers in my ear, I know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, well, sweet. And she's like, I know you speak in tongues. And I'm like, doesn't everybody? And she, her eyes were huge. She's like, not here. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're a mutant. And I remember thinking at that moment, what, I just land on the moon or something? Where, what, aren't these people are crazy, you know? And you might be watching today, and maybe you've had kind of more of a denominational background that doesn't have a lot of Holy Spirit um, introduction or, or uh, awareness. And that's why I would strongly encourage you to grab your copy of Save Your Fork. Super helpful resource. But maybe you're, you've had some Holy Spirit training. Maybe you, you're a little more familiar with Holy Spirit. But I want to say to you, no matter what your background is or what your perspective is, I want us to really come with an open heart to receive and embrace Holy Spirit. And some of you watching right now, you're like, well, I already have Holy Spirit. I asked Jesus into my heart, so that means I get all three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. No doubt about it. But I would propose to you that you and I could participate, could invite Holy Spirit to be um, participating, integrating into our daily life in a better, stronger, more full, rich, hour-by-hour -hour way. And I say this because I bet that some of you are watching right now and you might be challenged with these things you might be challenged with how do I do everything I need to get done multiple priorities and not enough time to do all of that some of you watching right now need healing in your body you need the gift of healing this is a gift of the Holy Spirit is healing some of you watching right now you need wisdom because there's some real struggles in your family and your relationships and you don't know how to solve some of the challenges and the questions. Some of you watching right now, you're struggling in your own mindset and your emotions. These are some challenges for you that you're like, I can't seem to get over this hurdle. And of course we want to pray for you. You can hop on the phone, get on the website, and we'd pray for you, of course. And, and when you do that, grab your copy, save your fork. But I want to speak to you and say that Holy Spirit can help us in our day-to-day -day existence on hour by hour and, and moment by moment, situation by situation. Jesus said Holy Spirit is our helper. And when I think about Holy Spirit helping me, one of the core ways I find Holy Spirit helping me is based out of Romans chapter 8. And in Romans chapter 8, if you go through, and I'll just show you real quick here. In my Bible, I went through and highlighted in orange every area where, there, where Holy Spirit is mentioned. And this chapter, starting up here, finishing right here, this chapter is densely packed with all kinds of Holy Spirit content. But one of the things I found super helpful for me is Holy Spirit helping me in my thinking. And I say this because in verses like 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, 
Paul speaks and says, the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And I want to say that Holy Spirit can help your thinking. Holy Spirit can help your emotions. Holy Spirit can shape your perspective. So let me give you an example. I was struggling with something the other day, and, and uh, I was comparing myself to somebody else. And I know, you can do that verse. That's not wise to do that, Sarah. Okay, thank you. But I was doing it anyways. Maybe you have as well. And I was comparing myself, and I felt Holy Spirit say, and I was, I was upset. I was like, well, I'm not this person, and this person is that, and then I'm not this one. I don't have these, these gifts, and they do, and they're this, and I'm not. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I felt Holy Spirit say to me, and speak in my thoughts, speak in my perspective, Sarah, that's exactly right. You're not them. And at the same time, they're not you. And all of who you are, they are not. And that's a wonderful thing. That's healthy, and that's constructive, and that's necessary. And all of who they are, you don't need to be that, <laughs> because that's already who they are. And it was very helpful to me, just in, the, in that perspective, in that shift in my thinking. And you may be watching today, and maybe you need a shift in your thinking. Maybe you have compared yourself with other individuals. Maybe you, some, a lot of times we have insecurities and so we're less than. Sometimes we don't see things appropriately or accurately and there's an arrogance to us. Well, I'm better than they are. And without Holy Spirit helping us in our thinking, we're very vulnerable to deception. And I say that because Jesus tells us Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. So I would encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that Holy Spirit would help you in your thinking, help you in your emotions, help you in your perspective, in your outlook. And when you do that, grab your copy, save your fork. Because no matter what your background is, what your training is, no matter what your experience base is or is not with Holy Spirit, we can all have a deeper, closer, more connected relationship with Holy Spirit. And I say this because when you look at the book of Acts and you start off with the day of Pentecost, that's a demonstration, that's an outpouring of Holy Spirit. But I find it really interesting because in Acts chapter two, that's a really noteworthy milestone moment, like kind of a mark on the calendar, woo, demonstration. And if you look there and you just ignore the rest of the book of Acts, you're gonna miss Holy Spirit being poured out and demonstrated in a whole lot of different ways. The other thing I want to encourage you with is this. In Acts chapter 2, this is a demonstration, outpouring of Holy Spirit, basically on the Jewish population. Through Peter and the, and the uh, disciples and followers of Jesus who were Jews. But I also want to encourage you that Holy Spirit is not exclusive. Holy Spirit is inclusive. And I say this based on Acts chapter 9, where you see this demonstration outpouring of Holy Spirit on the Gentiles, the people who were not Jews. And I find this to be very, very essential, super critical, because a lot of times in our Christian faith and our walk with God, 
a lot of times there's been this idea that, that those who have Holy Spirit are superior or those who don't have Holy Spirit are superior because they're not kind of those intellectual or the less than people. And there's this kind of imbalance. And sometimes there's an exclusivity, like I have Holy Spirit, so I'm better than you. And I love that Holy Spirit is the great equalizer, brings us and keeps us walking in truth and humility and, and having proper alignment relationships that foster fellowship with believers. So you might be watching right now and you might say, well, you know, I've been kind of, my feelings were hurt by somebody who has the gift of speaking in tongues and I don't have that gift. Or you might be watching right now and you might think, well, I'm better than they are because I have, I believe, you know, and I just want to encourage you. Holy Spirit is the great equalizer that we are all family. Those who declare Jesus as Lord and Savior, there's an equality, there's a fellowship, there's a community. And God loves each and every one of us. And I want to finish with this verse, Romans 5, verse 5. The Father pours his love into our hearts through Holy Spirit. Why don't you hop on the phone today? Let us pray for you. Get on the website. Let us pray for you that you would sense God's love poured into your heart through Holy Spirit. And when you do, grab your copy of Save Your Fork. Have you ever found yourself wanting something sweet after a good meal? Something more? For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Save Your Fork, There's More. In this concise booklet by Sarah Bowling, you'll see that the Holy Spirit is much more than a supernatural experience and wants to be personally connected to you. You will learn through her insightful understanding how Pentecost was not a single event, but the beginning of so much more. We will also send you Sarah's book, Heavenly Help, Experiencing the Holy Spirit in Everyday Life. Drawing from Jesus' teachings during the Last Supper and from her own study of the Bible in the original languages, Sarah offers powerful insights for skeptics, new believers, and mature Christians alike. And to complete this encouraging offer, we will send you Sarah's DVD, Praying with Holy Spirit. The valuable resource presents Christ followers with a method to participate in a grand adventure with the Holy Spirit, one that will change your life from the inside out. Call or click today to receive this anointed resource. I'm really, really thankful that you've been watching. And I've been praying about how we should finish our time together. And I was thinking about this as, as it relates to some of the things that we think about, what our minds dwell on, and how we see things. And I know for myself, there are a lot of times when I don't see things accurately. I don't see things from a, a truthful point of view. And this is what I want to pray for you. And, and you say, what does that look like? Well. Sometimes I'll have some interactions with people and I'll walk away feeling insecure, like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. I feel like such an idiot. Sometimes I think that there's like a situation that I can't do. It's just impossible. And then, I'm, and then I stop. I don't even try. Sometimes I have a, a struggle in my own thought in terms of I'm tired and there's not enough of me and I'm just, I'm, I'm just run down on beat. I can't do that. And, and I, what I want to do is I want to pray for you that in John 16, verse 13, that Holy Spirit would lead you into truth. And I pray this, honestly. I pray this over each of my family members every single day. Holy Spirit, be the filter of truth around the heart, mind, will, emotion, soul of Isabel David and Benji Reese and me. And I want to pray this for you today. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for each viewer watching that you would be the filter of truth around their heart, mind, will, and emotion. Help us to follow you into truth and to follow you in truth. Help us not to be victims to deception and distortion, but bastions, advocates, 
victors in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I know God has victory for you today.